0: This podcast was recorded on the lands of the Wongal people and the Yagara Turbul peoples. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land.
1: Strap in. Buckle up. It's story time, folks. This is Rama.
0: This episode
1: contains swear words and puppets. Ah! <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Hello, I'm Maddie. Hello, Maddie. I'm Jess. <laughs> Should we jump into it? Yeah. Are you ready? You sound scared. I don't know if I am. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. I've. I've intellectually prepared. I've done my research. I don't know if I've emotionally prepared. Um, I'm, I'm frightened. <laughs>
0: but that's Listeners because you sent. me. beware. <laughs> mm. I'm only frightened because Maddie has sent me some visual aids, um, which we'll also put on the Instagram. Yeah,
1: Yep. As we go throughout this, Jess, I will get mm. you to look at the images and I think we play a fun game where you just describe what they look like and don't say their names. And then I will be like, it's so-and-so. And and our audience will be able to play along with us.
0: Great. Because some of these images, I don't know who they are. I just know that I'm frightened.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, on that note, um, let's get into it. So I'm weirdly qualified for this particular topic. Um <laughs> I guess I should explain why <laughs> or oh, oh, also what's what's the topic? Oh yeah, that's probably mm. good. So I wanted to do puppetry in children's shows in Australia mm-hmm. <laughs> which sounds specific, but it is prolific (laughs) yeah it is extensive and there's one Mm. main offender there's one um particular national broadcaster that has done this (laughs) to to us all um especially while you and i and maybe the generation before us were kids but Mm. yeah and i i have a particularly invested interest in this uh because in australian children's puppetry in, in puppetry, puppetry in Australia yes. in general, mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I am born of puppeteers. <laughs> uh- <laughs> My parents were the parable people, which were Australian puppeteers that toured around regional and remote New South Wales and Queensland, spreading the word of the Lord via puppetry and drama. <laughs> <laughs> for a long time there in the 90s, while most mm. of this stuff happened. And then I always thought that was a bit lame because you think what your parents do is lame. They had a series of puppets and, like, they'd go to churches and schools and some of them were so well-known But people would be like, is so-and-so going to be here today? And my dad had this one character called uh, Macaroni, which was a mime character. And people would be like, is Macaroni coming today? Knowing for well that it's my dad. And my dad would be like, I don't know. I heard a rumor. And then (laughs) like he would leave the service halfway through the service. And then my mom would, you know, read a book to the children. And then she would be like, hang on is that who I think it is down the back there? Like they had this whole pantomime routine and it would go off. Like people would cheer and be stoked that it was happening. So that was my childhood, which is Um, really weird. Um, I would
0: like to jump in at this point and point out that I remember Maddie's parents. I remember Uh the parable people um, because they're, you know, family friends of my aunt and uncle. Um, But I don't don't remember Maddie as a child. We had parallel childhoods but i remember i mean same (laughs) i don't remember any parables
1: yeah but i remember the puppets this was so widespread that i have in my past gone on dates with people and then partway through the conversation they've been like oh i'm from this place and i've been like oh i've been there once and then we found out that they also grew up in the church as a child and then they're like, oh, the parable people. And I'm like, well, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> um, no you second do, date, please.
0: You do have a habit of dating people and then discovering that they are either puppeteers or mimes or have a history of. So. Every
1: single person I've been in a relationship with has been a puppeteer, oh. but, yeah, <laughs> often I find out post. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I once puppeteered in this thing and I'm like, ah, mm. anyway. So that's and good. Nine. And now I write for a <laughs> puppet company. So <laughs> <laughs> um, Generations. Yeah, I write theatre and I write visual theatre. So anyway. So funny. <laughs> I just feel like I've just told you all my personal life story. So let's jump into the history of puppetry in Australian children's television. Hooray. Yay. Just. Mm. Will you bring up our first image, please? All right. Well, would you like me to describe what I can see? Visually describe what you can see. And listeners, as you hear the description, maybe take a guess at who it may be. Okay. So it's a puppet. <laughs> uh,
0: it marks. is Max. <laughs> it is my least favorite type of puppet. It is a marionette. Mm, Although this mm-hmm. is a marionette that I'm not afraid of. It's a mm-hmm. rare one. So marionette being the ones that like dangle on strings.
1: Yep. Yeah, also my least favourite. Yeah, there's
0: a nice yeah. like blue background. It's a little bo- dude, little person. He's got kind of like the sort of hands that Mickey Mouse does. He's wearing like a yellow kind of smock and yellow shoes like an elf. He's got a red bow tie. Blue hair, big eyes, pointy hat, long red nose, which is, in fact, a pencil.
1: Ding, ding, ding. It's Mr. Squiggle. It is indeed. Mr. Squiggle, Mm -hmm. which was Australia's longest-running kids' TV series. It ran from the 1st of July in 1959 to the 9th of July in 1999. That's a really long time. Forty years, yeah, and has been rebroadcast since. But mm. yeah, and same 40 years, same puppeteers, right? Not necessarily. We mm-hmm. will get to that, okay? Because yeah. um, that's a long time. You're gonna have some kind of RSI. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a real thing. Puppet shows, uh, people. Mm. Yep, that's a whole thing. Anyway, it was broadcast on the ABC, and it started as the main offender. Yeah, the main (laughs) offender. Um, Literally, all bar one in this Mm. situation. But it started as a five minute TV slot and then increased up to a one and a half hour variety TV show. Wow. Yeah, that's like, that's a long time. Mm. 90 minutes. But yes, as observed, Jess, he was a marionette puppet. Mr. Squiggle lived on the moon and had a pencil for a nose and he would come and visit Earth and he'd visit his friends on Earth um, via his pet rocket, Mm. called Rocket, and he lived at 93 Crater Crescent, which I think is quite nice. It all makes me feel quite calm. Mm. Yeah. He was created and performed by Norman Hetherington, uh, known as Heth, Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy was actually like a, a quite well-renowned artist in his own right. He had mm. a Medal of the Order of Australia, like he's, yeah, a big deal. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he originally, Mr. Squiggle originally appeared on the Children's TV Club on ABC TV before he had his own show. Mm. And the premise of his own show is was that uh, kids would send in squiggles, which were dots, lines, random shapes basically and Mr. Squiggle would complete them on an easel. Mm. So he'd use his nose to kind of turn them into something else. Uh, mm. He had an assistant at all times and they they cycled through a series of different assistants over the time because it was 40 years. Yeah <laughs> yeah. so Heth was the um, puppeteer for like 20-30 years and then mm. I think the last 10 years there was someone else but I couldn't find out who it was. But his assistants were uh, Miss Gina, Miss Pat, who was actually Pat Lavelle who produced uh, Picnic at Hanging Rock and Gallipoli. Oh, wow. <laughs> like it's <an> AFI award-winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Miss Jane, Miss Roxanne, and Rebecca, which is actually Heth's daughter, which is kind yeah. of. Nice. I was say, yeah. I thought it was a family thing. Family affair. Yeah. Mm. Um, and basically, like squiggle mr squiggle would just fix these drawings they would kind of help and describe and they would all have these kind of cheeky banter between each other and occasionally mr squiggle would go on space walks like he would kind of bounce away and be like space walk space walk yeah she would have to steer him back and be like no 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 finish your drawing you might remember the phrase upside down upside Mm. down because The drawing was pretty much always done upside down and they would have to flip it. And the reason Yes, because it's a marionette, which means that he would have been standing kind of behind the easel and over and looking Mm -hmm. at it upside down. Which is wild. Like it's
0: genuinely really cool.
1: Yeah, I watched some videos (laughs) to be like, how it's pretty impressive to draw with a marionette. Because that's that's gonna take some practice. Mm. So what? Yeah. Other characters included Blackboard, the mm-hmm. grumpy Blackboard. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Which he would use as the easel. And so he would put the drawing on top of his face, and Blackboard would be like, hurry up oh. and boring. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Are you just having nostalgia flashbacks Oh, yeah, no, I remember time. all of this and I loved yeah. it.
0: And because we used to do squiggles, like that's an activity we do with mum. I think I would still
1: happily do them. No, I, I still sometimes <laughs> do in my work with young people. Yeah. Maybe I'll bring it back. Mm, okay. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, there was Gus the Snail who had a TV for a shell. Oh. Yeah, and then later like a flower pot. Mm, I remember I a like he, yeah. flower pot. Yeah, he would tell jokes, so not knock jokes and stuff like that. So it's quite gentle. It was very gentle. And then the last um, mate there was a few others, but the last kind of other main puppet was Bill the Steam Shovel, who would tell very, <laughs> yeah, I know, who would tell really corny jokes. Like mm. Gus would tell actually funny jokes and Bill would tell really corny jokes. And then he would laugh at his own jokes. And when he did, um, steam would come out of his nose, which was talcum powder. What's a steam shovel? A steam shovel is. I'm actually going to Google. Exactly like, was he it a is. shovel, or was he some sort of machinery? Um, it's it's a it's a type of machine. It looks kind of like a digger. Mm. Yeah, it's just a shovel that's powered by steam, but it's a big okay. mechanical digger big shovel. Uh, in February 2020. <laughs> I mean why not yeah maybe he helped to dig craters on the moon or something yeah okay i'm sure we could do a rewatch and find Mm. out if you know you're (laughs) listening let us know in february 2019 the royal australian mint released a series of two dollar coins to mark the 60th anniversary um and they featured images of squiggle himself gus the snail bill the steam shovel and blackboard I have never come across one of these $2 coins. I mean, I rarely come across a $2 Mm. coin anyway. But if someone has one, Mm. I want to see, I want that coin. (laughs) (laughs) I will pay more than $2 for that $2 coin. (laughs) I've never seen them either. Yeah, so that's Mr. Squiggle. Very Mm. nice, happy memories. We're going to delve into something else Mm. for a moment. Because it's Uh, like
0: Mr. Squiggle, you know, it's creative thinking and
1: it's it's very gentle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's probably why it was so successful, and it was genuinely mm. funny. Yeah, like the characters are genuinely funny, so mm. they had a good thing going. Yeah. Would you like to go to the next image, Jess? Um,
0: <laughs> yes and no. Ah, no. Okay. <laughs> so nice pink gra- background. Um, it's a bit of a glamour shot. Um, it's it's wearing people clothes. It's got like a orange jacket I guess over a button-up there's sneakers which are Reebok um big red nose scary teeth only bottom teeth um furry brown face big eyes enormous I mean it's an eyelid but I think it's meant to be a (laughs) monobrow yes you have successfully Mm. described aggro Mm. Mm -hmm. the teeth are really really unsettling
1: well there's a reason why they are and I'll get to that Oh god. Oh no. <laughs> that, that a bit later there's actually a very specific reason. Um oh. So that's good. So Agro is a multifaceted TV personality as you may remember. So Agro's cartoon connection was the um, original kids show mm-hmm. that he was on which was on channel seven however his career really took many many turns if you remember so Agro was some kind of monster mm. don't really that's clear to at, me no yeah and the reason why he's a little bit uncanny valley a bit cooked in the face mm. <laughs> is because he's actually an altered version of the vintage 1978 puppet of Animal from the Muppet show. Oh, yeah. So yeah, he's like so a, he's a rip-off. Yeah, so someone literally took Animal and think of the hair on Animal, like ripped mm. that off, and then they slightly altered the mouth as well. So that's literally what they did. They've just butchered a
0: Muppet. Yeah,
1: Animal specifically.
0: Because mm. it looks to me like I would have believed you if you were just like those are human teeth.
1: yeah well like that's why they're really creepy no no, i'm glad to hear they literally just took animal and they were like well that'll be fine no that will not come back to bite us at all um and he's named after the word aggro so Mm. slang for aggression obviously so yeah started as a kid's character but then as time progressed aggro hosted slash co-hosted slash guest appeared on a billion different shows, so started with. I am just going to list through these because there's mm-hmm. actually so many. So there was Boris's Breakfast Club, Wombat, Agro's Cartoon Connection, which was his main show, Super Sunday Show, and Perfect Match. And then he also a guest appeared on the Don Lane Show. Everybody, hey, Dad, hey, hey, it's Saturday. Wheel of Fortune, Family Feud, The Main Event, Talk with the Animals, Concentration, and The Daily Edition. Why? He was really popular. He was a celebrity. Like, he was a really big deal.
0: Like, the imagery is burned into my brain from my childhood. Mm. Um, Jim Henson has a lot to answer for.
1: Well, does he? Or Well, <laughs> I mean, it's who... <laughs> who, the person who took the puppet. Yeah. 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 So, Agro's humor actually became quite adult oriented. Mm. There was lots of uh, sexual innuendo, swearing and just ruckus behavior. He would usually appear with a female offsider who who was meant to be kind of this like innocent, not knowing person that would mm. become subject to his. Predatory, Quite, yeah. shitty behavior, <laughs> Quite creepy. Yeah, aggro is probably cancelled. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So when they did stuff for a juvenile audience for a kids show, they would often pre-tape stuff and then vet it. But in a lot of the adult shows, you know, it was a lot less censored, and so they kind of tried to do this duel. You know, there's ag- there's kids aggro and adult aggro. Wow. You know, aggro yeah. up late. <laughs> Um, Just make another puppet, you know. Yeah, yeah. And so the puppet was originally performed by his creator, the guy who manipulated mon- um, um um animal. I want to say mm. monster. And his name was Gary Rhodes, but mm-hmm. after and he he didn't play him for that long because he had a fallout with Channel Seven. And then was replaced by Jamie Dunn. And Jamie Dunn is the guy who's famously known for puppeteering aggro and mm. doing the sexual innuendo mm. stuff. And, and then they actually a couple of years into this, there was a court case between Rhodes and Dunn regarding the ownership of the puppet and the idea of the character. But a settlement was made out of court mm. um, <laughs> where Channel 7 were like, no, we... We own that. And they did actually have to make more altercations to the puppet because, Mm. yeah, the Muppets were like absolutely not. No, and fair enough. Yeah, especially because he did actually become quite Mm. well-known. Agro, his kids' show, won the most popular children's program at the Logies for 10 years running from 87 to 97. Interesting. Yeah, crazy. Mm. the puppeteer so jamie dunn could <laughs> open and close Agro's mouth and could also manipulate his eyebrows mm. using a, a lever which was like a huge well eyebrow you should yeah. say which was a huge part of the act and also kind of allowed him to be quite suggestive and there was a lot of playing on you know, he would say something to his female side and then he would say something direct addressed to camera and like mm. move his eyebrow and stuff like that. So, yeah, there was, there was a lot of kind of playing on that stuff. Um, That's burned in my brain. Yeah, and Agro is just not really a thing anymore. No. <laughs> Neither I think... is Jamie Dunn. Yeah, mm. he, he was a radio host as well and was a bit of a radio celebrity and he worked for B105 and before that he actually worked at Zinc 96 which was a sunshine coast radio station Mm. um and fun fact he his son went to not the school i went to but a school that was on our bus route and we always knew if jamie dunn was there because he drove around this black car i think it might have been a land rover or something along those lines covered in zinc stickers Uh There you and go. then, yeah, like plastered. And then, famously, when Jamie Dunn left um, Zinc 96, it was like the next day or two days later, he rocked up at school and all of the stickers had been removed. And I still remember being on the bus, being like, ah, oh, scandal. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it probably wasn't a scandal, he just moved on to B105. B- but anyway, yeah. and then he was actually pulled from B105 for. And angry, yeah, there was some stuff that happened. So, yeah, hmm. Jamie Dunn and Agro are just not really kicking around so no, much they're anymore. a relic of a different time. Yeah, but that's fun. Hmm. Would you like to go to the next image? Good God, okay.
0: Ah, all right. Okay, so this one um, <laughs> is good because I do have some questions from Maddie, the expert, about like what makes a puppet, like what is a uh-huh. puppet versus an adult In a costume. Um, So, you know, to the untrained eye, this looks like, (laughs) you know, a room, mad carpet, there's a window, there's a cupboard, there's like a toy box, on top of which there's a (laughs) dead eyed accordion, um, (laughs) an orange dinosaur, on the ground there's a robot, um, and there's also a pink elephant. And there's a truck with a hat on and a really, really distressed looking hot water bottle.
1: <laughs> uh, welcome to Johnson and Friends. Yes. Another ABC crime running from Johnson. the 3rd of September, 1990 to 10th of July, ninety-seven. What were you going to say?
0: I was going to say Johnson is kind of fine. It's the friends that I have.
1: Yeah, Johnson, you need to make better friends. Oh, they're just troubled. Um, Would it make it more spooky to know that it was also shown in the UK and in the US, and in the US they dubbed the accents? Oh, did they? That's strange. Yeah. They do that often, though. I know, but I just feel like this show in particular would be scarier in a bold American accent.
0: Mm. Because
1: they're toys. Johnson & Friends, they're all toys (laughs) in a toy box. Um, They are toys in a toy box, yes.
0: So when you're watching the show, it looks like they're the size of the toys.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll discuss the techniques um, yeah. which empowered the showmakers to do that soon. Mm. But yeah, so Johnson and friends followed Michael's toys. Mm. So when Michael would um, go to sleep or leave his room, Johnson the elephant, so the main the alpha, mm. would be like, "Let's party!" and then get up to all sort of mischief. It's Toy Story essentially, but they don't leave the room. Yeah, it is. It's Toy Story even before Toy Story was a thing, actually. Um, Yeah, and there was usually some kind of educational message to be had, but also just spooky times. If you want to not sleep tonight, I recommend looking up some footage of this television program. Uh, (laughs) According to several episode drafts, the, the actual physical scripts, the show was going to be called Toy Time. And it's good that it wasn't because, as you mentioned, Toy Story came out. Literally mm. in this exact period. So that's good. But there's yeah, a Jim Johnson... Henson one as well, The Secret
0: Life of Toys.
1: Yeah. It's it, not it's, Australian, i It's a yeah. common, common mm. idea. Yeah. But Johnson, uh, he, he was kind of meant to be the mentor to his friends.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: he is the oldest and the wisest of the group, even though we can't count past one. Oh. I didn't remember yeah, no. that. It's, yeah, he's numerically illiterate, but that's okay. You know, some people are. Mm. McDuff is our blue and yellow concertina. I think you'll find mm, that's okay. what. Am I right in
0: remembering that? Like, it's just like eyes and a mouth that don't move.
1: Yeah, they does don't it speak? Move. Her. Oh yeah, yeah. Her whole mm-hmm. thing is like. <laughs> like that poor performer would just have to kind of bend forward and bend back and bend mm. to the side to show what they were doing, which is fun. And McDuff was known for being a bit silly and enjoying herself. Like she had like to have fun.
0: Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yep.
1: And she was close friends with Diesel, who was the red toy truck mm-hmm. with the hat. Yep. And he would spend most of his time going brum, brum on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yep. Very ochre.
0: Yes, I'm remembering. Yep.
1: And then my favourite is Hmm. Alfred, the green hot water bottle. (laughs) Poor Alfred. (laughs) Um, The note I have here from this website that I was reading from, it's it's like – made a point of being like which is technically not a toy (laughs) which i think is quite funny but he lived under the bed Mm. in like the darkest part of the room he was very anxious (laughs) yeah he was very anxious um that's literally what it says here Mm. neurotic and anxious and complains constantly (laughs) yeah so his face wears like a quite distressed Mm. expression um. Yeah, and he also had his own blanket, which he was
0: oh, I do obsessed remember. with. Yeah. Alfred, bless him.
1: Yeah. And then there was Squeaky, the black and red robot. Oh, yeah. Um, and she, she would guard the bedroom while mm-hmm. Michael was asleep um, and would sing to herself. That's yeah. nice. And she thought that the vacuum cleaner was her mum. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> And there's a bunch of others as Mm. well. There's like a whole suite. of The dinosaur and stuff. Yeah, I think the dinosaur was Michael's sister's Mm. slower-moving toy. Yeah, yep. So (laughs) Johnson and Friends (laughs) was created by Ron Saunders, who happened to be editing a documentary and stumbled across a puppetry troupe using a large-scale truck puppet, and he got the idea. From mm. That so the technique that they use is that the set so it's it's actually human people human sized humans mm-hmm. in suits yeah and it's it's forced perspective slash like scale working with scale mm. where the bedroom set has been built so that they look Enormous. like small toys mm. yeah and um, if you read Wikipedia someone has written as fact. This effect fooled many international buyers and there are people today who still do not understand how this was done, including me up until two days ago when I researched this episode and I had not watched Johnson & Friends since a child and I was like, oh my God, it's people, it's people, it's not puppets.
0: You read that as like
1: one full quote from Wikipedia,
0: but I'm sensing that midway through we moved to Maddie.
1: Yeah, that is the including me from there on. I literally did not know because wow. I saw it as a child and then I didn't watch it again until two days ago. Interesting. She being like Jess <laughs> <laughs> Um Yeah, and I still I will still count it as puppetry because it is scaled object manipulation. And if it was theatre, if it was a play, it would be object or visual theatre, which we count as puppetry. Okay. Yeah. Cuz it's not it's not yes it is people in suits but it's mm. not people in suits playing characters in their own kind of real scale world. It's mm. they're playing with props and stuff like that that are kind of beyond their scale and there there are elements of puppetry within it with how they use the props and stuff like that. Mm. So I'm counting it deal with yeah. it. If anyone wants to argue with me send an email.
0: Well, Big Bird is a puppet and that's there's someone in Big Bird. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people think of puppets as hand puppets or marionettes. When actually, it's so much more than that. But I will go into a spiel about mm. theatre dramaturgy that no one wants to hear.
0: <laughs> um, I just, I'm amazed that it just, it just hadn't come across your desk, like that you hadn't known. I just, I don't know why it would have. I feel like because it came across mine as an adult.
1: Now yeah. was just like, oh yeah, of course that made sense. Yeah. Frightly. Well, now I know. And, and I think cause
0: part of my young brain as a child must have been like, what's going on? I think because I liked mm. the show and I watched it, but I was always a little bit unsure, I think, because I just didn't yeah. understand what was happening.
1: Well, I mean, even without the puppetry technique, that's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> like I found the episode that I partially watched was, um old mate water bottle alfred Mm. hiding under the bed and i just saw this five seconds of them like shining a torch of him under the bed and he looks like he's a hostage and he's in a hostage situation (laughs) i was like this is a lot anyway i recommend having a watch on youtube to anyone listening so Hmm. yeah uh they had a theater show as well with the actual real costumes that toured for several years Hmm. um which is kind of nice. And there, there were songs and puppetry and all sorts of nonsense in the show. Yeah. And then it wrapped up in 97. So that's there you go. Johnson and Friends. Mm. Now, the next one arguably is not puppetry, but I've thrown it in as a cheeky bonus because it is iconic and one of our major exports as a nation. Would you like to describe mm. the image? <laughs> Well, because what makes this a
0: costume, that's my question, and makes the others a puppet. We'll get to there's... that after you describe it
1: because you'll spoil the.
0: Look, it's it's two fellows in pyjamas, <laughs> yellow shoes, yellow hands, yellow heads, a um, little bit of brown dongly thing on the top of the head, two eyes, no noses, little mouth. Um, They're bananas. It's B1 and B2. Mm-hmm. And they're wearing you. pajamas.
1: It's the the bananas in pajamas,
0: mm, not the d- cartoon one. The people because it's a cartoon no, now, which is the tragic. OG. It's, yeah,
1: yeah, yep. Um, Look, there are elements of puppetry in this show, which is why I've kept it in because the magpas. Yeah, there are smaller characters. The way they use props and stuff like that, huge puppetry vibes. Um, mm. So I would argue that there are massive elements of it in there, but it's not quite Johnson and Friends and that there's, you know, Johnson really was, we are utilising massive props, but we're putting people inside the prop mm. and it's within a set that is built around these things, whereas this is more like, it's, oh, it's, these are human-sized figures in a human-sized world, but they happen to be bananas, so let's dress up as bananas. Yeah, everyone. Does like that makes sense?
0: Yeah, because Johnson and Friends, you, even Maddie, the, the you know, the child puppets, puppeteer. um, <laughs> Johnson, friends—you didn't know that they were puppets, whereas like you know there were people in there. Um, oh. Whereas like bananas in pajamas and like the teddy bears and stuff, it's like you
1: know that there yeah. are people in there, and they're humanoid, yeah, as well. Like they're mm. not—they're not a prop of a thing. They're a human-shaped banana yeah. <laughs> with mm. arms and feet, but that's okay. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're doing it because they're bloody iconic and shut up if you have any complaints i don't care anyway great show it I love first ed <laughs> excellent content first ed on the 20th of july 1992 on the abc <laughs> the year of my birth there we go That's yes why they're yes hmm. yes and they're still kicking on uh that no new episodes are being made now but they're still being broadcast. Fun fact, the pilot episode was called Pink Mug. Oh, that's yep. nice. I'm sure it was about a pink mug. Mm. Anyway, so they are two, oh, I can never say this, anthropomorphic That's right, bananas mm. named B1 and B2, which is why I don't count them so much as puppets because mm. they are people banana. Mm. Other characters include three bears, Mm-hmm. Amy and Morgan, which are actually named after the creator's kids. That's nice. And Lulu, the third bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one of the most iconic characters in Australian children's television, Rat right in the Hat. Mm. hmm Yeah. Yeah. And they all live in the same cul-de-sac called Cuddles Avenue. Oh, I didn't remember that.
0: I remember Don't they were
1: neighbors. Yeah, I think that's quite nice. Mm. And they live next to the beach and they serve as oh. the lifeguards.
0: Oh, I didn't remember the that. Beach either. patrol.
1: Yeah. And the teddies look after the park and the rat lives and works at the community store. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. It's kind of like neighbours or home and away, but mm. for children and with bananas. Yeah, and like <laughs> Not
0: even low stakes,
1: no stakes.
0: Yeah, mm. I don't
1: know. Pink mug sounds yeah. sensational.
0: <laughs> and I do uh, specifically remember, like the magpie taking mm-hmm. things, you know, because that's what they do. Yes. They couldn't find their things.
1: Yeah, and it would eat things. Mm. Anyway, yeah. Our famous quotes include "You can trust me, I'm a rat," because mm. remember, rat and hat would be a bit cheeky. Yeah, and then the most famous quote. Would be, are you thinking what I'm thinking, B1? I think I am, B2. It's, in brackets, time. So they'd be like, it's beach time or Mm. it's pink mug time or it's, I don't know.
0: Yeah, because they're twins. Shots. Yeah. Yeah. Twin bananas. What a lovely, odd idea.
1: Well, it's funny you say that because mm. my next note is that the idea was inspired by a popular play school song of the same name. So the song came first. Oh, and I then didn't they know went, that. Mm, and then they went, we have outlined a synopsis for an excellent television program. Mm. <laughs> <Let's make laughs> Extremely it. successful. I
0: had no idea. I yeah. thought it was like the theme song of Bananas and Pajanas was something they would sing on play school.
1: Yeah, other way around kind of like our pirates of the caribbean is inspired by the ride yeah Mm, exactly the same thing Mm, well look it's almost as internationally renowned Mm. (laughs) it's it's all over the world it's dubbed in multiple languages the bananas are a key export of australia and i stand by
0: it just because bananas in pajamas sounds really good yeah that's why cultural
1: capital Mm. yeah one of the key writers was Deborah Oswald, who was a renowned playwright and screenwriter. She wrote Secret Life of Us and Offspring. Uh, another writer was Bola Castra, who is now a politician. Mm. He's been a counsellor for the city of Gold Coast since 1997. There you go. And Monica Tripaka. <gasps> is that how you say her name? I'm never sure. We'll ask her when we mm. get her on the show. She, oh, please. We will. Monica, mm. like, you're at the top of the list, babe. Come mm. on. It could be Trapaga. Um, we will do a mm. cool episode. Oh, yeah. We're holding off until we secure Monica. <laughs> mm.
0: uh,
1: and she, she sung the theme song.
0: For, oh, yes, of course. Yeah. She, she's a jazz singer course, as well. She's yeah. amazing. We will not go yeah, on this tangent. I love Monica. No, no. I just wrote, duh.
1: She's my favorite PlaySchool presenter. Yeah, same. Everyone's favourite
0: aunt. I met her briefly as an adult. She was really nice. Uh, I was very
1: professional. I'm still really upset that I wasn't there. Anyway, we can't can't go on this tangent. So the spooky animated version of the show was Mm. created in 2011 and only ran until 2013.
0: Yeah, it's not the same. Yeah.
1: The bananas were featured in the closing ceremony of the 2000 Olympic Games. Wow. That's how iconic. Yeah, that's yeah. really
0: great. Mm-hmm.
1: And in 2017, the Royal Australian Mint produced a commemorative set of five cent and twenty cent coins oh, to mark the 25th not, anniversary. Not the two dollars. And also, I've no, not seen those squiggles. either. No. If I ha- again, if you have one of those coins, I will pay not good money, but some money. Mm, Three dollars. <laughs> Get in touch. I've yeah. seen that because th- all the possum magics they seem to
0: be everywhere on the two dollar coin.
1: Yeah, but it's the first colored five cent coin. Oh, apparently, never yeah. seen it. No, me neither. Maybe Wild. I have buy things with cash. Too hard, especially yeah. five cent. Yeah. You get mm. Would you like to go to the next image, Jess? Yes. Like is probably not the right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on.
0: <laughs> okay, so I will I will describe it, but before I do, just like hold hold in your mind, um, listeners, that as a as a child we had one of these. Um, because grandpa had one, having done some, I think, human resources work on this show as it come when we get to it. Okay, so it has the shape of a human <laughs> baby. Um <laughs> the arms are a bit off. I think they're wooden. The body looks like it's it's either knitted or it's Hessian. You can see the dint where eyes should be. There's no hair. There are ears. Suggestion of a nose. There's no mouth. It is just like a blank faced baby
1: doll. Um Yeah. Yeah. You've just described E C from liftoff. Mm. Which... Congratulations.
0: I love Liftoff. I think it was such a good show. It's a very good show, and I wasn't and scared this of is EC. Why. <laughs> Somehow, EC was fun.
1: Yeah, maybe because you had a one in the flesh.
0: Yeah, I think so. But looking back at it now, as an adult, like having seen clips, it's just like my god. Have
1: been.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's yep. kind of grubby. Like, don't they find it in a bin and then it's like a sentient
1: doll? Yeah, it got. It got dirtier and dirtier as the seasons progressed, according to my sources, Mm. which we'll get to. (laughs) (laughs) So Liftoff was broadcast on the ABC Mm -hmm. (laughs) from 1992 until 1995. It included live action children and puppets. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the guy who's the bad guy in everything of this era um, he's the bad guy in Round the Twist. He's the bad guy in ah. um, Genie from Down Under. In this, he's called oh, Mr. Yeah. Fish. I think he was also like What's Con the, the Fruiterer was his comedy character. Mr. Fish. Mr. Fish. He was. Okay. He, I think he was the landlord of the hotel or something. Do they live in a hotel? Something
1: like that. Look, I just googled that, and so many different fish and chip shops came up. So. Mm because I'm in Queensland, so that's yeah. not something that we're going to get into right now. <laughs> but no, he's in Round the Twist is the big one. Amazing. I, I believe it. Mm. Um, so Liftoff was actually quite an undertaking. It was linked to the school curriculum, uh, the various curriculums, because there were different state ones at the time, and it was about a group of Australian children navigating life and the problems they face along the way. And the main, the child actors that were in the show aged between four to ten, and Mm. they all came from very different cultural, social, family, ethnic, all sorts of different backgrounds, um, which is nice. Mm. And the show was created with a huge amount of consultation done with children, with educators, with experts, Mm. so that it actually... Was quite is quite a significant undertaking in that. Yes, it was entertainment, but it was really educational, and it was kind of like therapy. Yeah, well, that's where I wonder what I should have asked Dad what what Grandpa
0: did because he, I know he had things to do with. Um, diff- well, what was his job at well, the time? Because he did a bunch of different stuff, like because I know he had like developed like curriculum and things like Catholic education, but also he was an organizational psychologist because yeah, so he, he could have been of those things, yeah. Some sort of human resource thing. I yeah, remember he had a really, really good t-shirt because it's got a good logo. Is it the Australian children's television
1: something? It's yes. got like
0: a, it's a circle and there's like a little it looks like a bit of a yellow sun, but it's like a little happy face in the corner. It's really cute.
1: Yeah. And it was them that developed this show. Mm. Um and they based they had they kind of had a list of criteria that they needed to meet for the show. So they basically just wanted to create something that empowered children. That taught them curriculum links that um, allowed them to explore and discuss their feelings. Like it was it was school and therapy and entertainment all at the mm. same time, which is wild. Yeah, and I was entertained. Yeah. And I had group therapy with thousands mm. of children around the nation. <laughs> and like talking backpacks. And there's like pigs and yes. a wolf and stuff at what is it, Wackadoo yes. Cafe? Yes. Mm. So the episodes would feature As well as the live action, would also feature animation and puppetry, songs, documentary segments, stories, games like all sorts of stuff within them. And EC is the doll that Mm. we all have etched in our memories. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, EC actually stands for Every Child Mm. and is an animated. Magical rag doll. And it's intentionally meant to appear as genderless um, Mm. as well as raceless so that any kid could relate to EC. So EC was often put in a position of vulnerability or something like that so that one, the child actors didn't have to, you know, be put in those places, but also so that any child watching this show could look at this thing and go, Mm. yeah, that could be me, which is kind of nice. Mm. And Luke Carroll. Who also used to host Play School was on the show. He played Paul Jordan, who was an Indigenous boy, and he was half-brothers with one of the other kids in the show. Um I actually didn't know Luke was on liftoff. I've worked with Luke mm. on Black Diggers, and I know Luke. And I <laughs> doing research for this podcast, I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Like this entire time. Yeah, because it's another one of those things mm. where I watched that as a kid mm. and then as an adult I've worked in theatre and film and whatever and, you know, you come across some of these people and you just don't realise, you don't want yeah. them to get that because you re-meet them as adults. Mm. So that blew my mind. But I wanted to talk about Luke because there's actually a really beautiful video of him that you can watch uh, where he was interviewed by the ABC very recently mm. talking about Liftoff and EC and, and I think they chose him because he's been hosting play school. And so, you know, they, they wanted to get someone who's like, yeah, I did this as a kid and I do it as an adult and mm. these are my feelings. But he said, a lot of kids watching it who I've met as adults were terrified of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it never scared me. I used to always look forward to rocking up to the set and grabbing EC. so EC yeah EC was supposed to represent every child it was a blank canvas for anything you wanted it to be so EC was a representation of a kid's imagination oh
0: well that's nice it's very nice and there's something in giving kids like a safe fright you know
1: it's (laughs) It's character building yeah it's scary but it's not too scary would you like to go to the next image
0: okay Wow. All right. So there's a group. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are people, unless I'm much mistaken. Um, no, and they <laughs> they look either like people that I work with, who I run creative workshops for teenagers with, um, mm-hmm. and they also look like they all probably went to art school. Um, and then they've got some other friends who all have yep. quite quite distinctive – Um, eyes. There's a lot of white around the pupils. You know, they've they've very much got their eyes open. They're a bit grubby, kind of. Um, One's a pink rabbit. It's got a bow. One's a fox. Seems to be wearing a singlet. Um, There's a kind of a punk cat, I think. Seems to have a bit of an earring. Um, And then at the back, who seems to be holding up its hand behind one of the people's heads as if to like you know do whatever kids do at the back of photos that it's it's a it's a rat
1: ding 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 <laughs> you've just described the ferals mhm ah oh, precious memories did they live at a tv station did they run a tv station we'll get we will explain yes this is a common mm. misconception because i don't remember people There are reasons why. Okay. There are reasons why. Yeah. So the ferals ran on, you guessed it, the ABC Mm -hmm. from 1994 to 95. And the ferals Mm. uh, featured a mixture of people and animal puppets, Mm -hmm. and animal puppets were the ferals, and they are an eclectic group of animals. They lived together in a shed in the backyard of some humans who are university students. So I'm right about art school. Yeah, and so there's the university students and the landlord and they all kind of clash with each other at various times. It's kind of like the Australian Darrow Muppets. Hmm,
0: that is yeah. what the visuals say too.
1: Yeah, and then later what you're thinking of, which mm. is also where my brain goes to when I think of the ferals, in 1995, a, a five-minute show was launched called Feral TV. Mm. Yeah, so the Feral's had been exploring the sewers and they come across the cable to a TV station and they just start their own TV show.
0: Yeah, because that's what we would have yep. watched because if the other one was only like 93 to 95, depending how often yeah. it was rerun, I may never have actually it's seen it.
1: Feral TV, yeah, ran for a little while, so... Mm. That's what we would have grown up with more likely. Yeah. But, yeah, and their boss was called Kerry and he was a fat, ugly toad. Oh, he was. I forgot about that. And he was um Kof Kerry Packer, mm. the owner of Channel 9. Yeah. Which is pretty bold. And you wonder why Channel 9 um, and the Murdoch Empire and Packer hate <laughs> the ABC <laughs> so much. Honestly, power to them. Yeah. So- I'll yeah, quickly smash it. through mm. the characters. So there was Rattus P. Rattus, mm-hmm. and he's the leader. He's the alpha, and that's clearly the rat. Yeah. And he wore leather. Um, he had a good sense of humor. He loved bad smells. He would taunt the cat. Medigliana the cat. hmm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And she would kind of like hit him and stuff like that in mm. return. And he's obsessed with getting a car.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's very much based, around, like, the early series is based around sharehouse Life, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny. Um, and, yes, as you mentioned, Mogdaliana, Wide Widebottom. Because I remember Rat is the Rat, Mogdaliana the Cat,
0: and then I don't remember the other two freaks.
1: Well, we'll get there. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah, her last name officially is Widebottom. Widebottom. The Cat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, She is confident, Mm. she is tough, she is hot-headed, she clashes a lot, she's a sass queen. Mm. Mm -hmm. Darren the dog, which you thought was a fox.
0: Ah, I see it could be a dog, Uh Darren.
1: Yeah, he's a bit dumb and he always forgets where he's buried his bone.
0: Oh, poor Darren.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but he plays the trope of being dumb, 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 dumb light bulb, save the day. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I see. And then the last one who was my favourite as a child, although mm. I think I would like the cat the most now, mm. was Mixie Amtosis, <gasps> the rat Like Mixie Yeah. That's quite and funny. Yeah, I know. And grim. <laughs> yeah, and as a child, would straight over my head. No. But, yeah, Mixie is like the sweet, cute, rabbit she loves carrots she loves pink she's a bit neurotic but it's mm. really lovely um she yeah she's a queen she's great i'm gonna argue that there's good female role models mm. <laughs> in this show yeah uh, i think so yeah Yeah, Uh, and Mixie actually went on to have a very successful television career because she hosted ABC Kids, so she would, in between the shows where, you know, if it wasn't the ABC, there would be ad breaks, she Mm. would introduce the upcoming show. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I got a postcard from her once and I'm pretty sure I still have it somewhere and I'm going to try and (sighs) dig it up and put it on the Instagram if I find it. Does that mean you'd written to the ABC? I wrote to her website and you can find a video that emulates her website on YouTube to the That's day. a bit cute. Yep. Mm. Yep. So fangirl right here. <laughs> Look, there are so many puppets in Australian television. So many. So many. And so I've just got a list of notable mentions. Mm-hmm that we're going to go through quickly because I think we've covered the main, the key offenders Mm. from the 1990s um, that most of our listeners would remember. But there are a few important figures that we should quickly address. Next Mm. picture, please.
0: Yes, the next picture. Um,
1: There's a lot happening.
0: Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's a man who's obviously the puppeteer He's got a visor and some headphones with a microphone, and he is shirtless. Um, mm-hmm. He there's something on his back, I think, as well, or someone behind him has a large puppet. It's a puppet. Okay, um, but he's it's he's got a placard that says "Save Blinky's Tree," and he's he's got a puppet of Blinky Bill. I
1: don't yes. think I've ever
0: seen a pup this version of Blinky Bill.
1: Well, there are multiple versions of Blinky Bill, mm-hmm. and in eighty four to eighty seven. There was the new adventures of Blinky Bill, which was the puppetry. Ah. version. yeah. So we would have grown up with the cartoon version, yeah. but there was a puppetry version, and some may say that that really started a trend in mm. children's television in the ABC because that was eighty-seven. So
0: yeah, well, because one
1: day yeah. I will do a whole episode about Yoram Gross
0: and and the cartoon Blinky Bill. So we will not go yes. into that. No, we won't. Um. Next
1: image, please. Ah, okay. So. Just, do you remember this guy?
0: I do, but I don't remember context. Like it's a, Excellent. it's got a bow tie on. It's got
1: black dead eyes. It's a worm. It's the bookworm from the Book Place, which went from <sighs> ninety one to two thousand and three, and it was a series that was set in a library. And the hosts would just read songs and sing songs. Sorry, read stories and sing songs, and then the bookworm would come out and be like, blah 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 blah. Yeah, because I remember the worm,
0: and I remember a different show, Lizzie's Library Bus, which I think I preferred. Mm-hmm. So I've I've kept that library memory and pushed the worm mm-hmm.
1: out. Look, I like the worm, and mm. popular opinion. Next image. Ah, wow.
0: Okay, so it's yeah, truly haunted, old mate. Mm. Um. It's just got a seventies energy. Mm-hmm. I can't remember his name. Is it the Hey Hey it Saturday Darryl guy, Daryl Summers? Um, so it's a a fluffy bird, but it's pink. It's got a little bit of a mohawk. It's like it's wearing a boa. Yeah. Is it meant to be an ostrich?
1: Yeah, it is. It's Aussie ostrich. Ah, um, from Hey Hey It's Saturday, which ran from 79, 71 to ninety nine, mm. and was a prime time success, one of the most successful shows in Australia ever, and, yep, Aussie was performed by Ernie Carroll and was the comedic duo to the host, Daryl Summers. Mm. Um, It's not an honourable mention. It's just a mention Mm. because that show is not something that we will talk about in depth (laughs) because it doesn't deserve our time, but it is important, yeah, To note that that was one of the most famous puppets ever. And I think that's what led to aggro that situation. Mm, That's my belief.
0: That makes sense. The photos are definitely taken with the same backdrop, same pink backdrop, aggro and this one.
1: Yeah. This may be the most cursed one. The next one. This is the one
0: earlier when I said I saw a photo and I was frightened. (laughs) <laughs> this is it, because I don't know what this is. Like I uh, but I've seen it, you know? I've yeah, seen this image, uh-huh, but uh-huh. I don't know. Okay, it's very so deep. it's it's humanoid, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um it is a puppet. I I'm guessing hand puppet or one of those ones that's on mm-hmm. sticks, puppet. it's hard to tell. It's got like a checkered shirt, which is red, and then like a green vest, yellow face, open red mouth, freckles, dead eyes, straw. Red hair. Who the fuck is
1: this? (laughs) (laughs) You have just described Bop, who was the ginger kid on In the Box. Remember Beta Play School? Oh. What's in the box? Oh, in the box. What's was in just, the box today? I was just <laughs> going to say <laughs> I refuse yeah. to sing the song because it'll be stuck in my head forever and you've just done it. It's been stuck in my head for a whole week, so you need to deal with it. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who else was it? Well, hmm. um, were there other puppets or was it just this one?
1: I think it was just this one from memory. They might have, yeah. Because High Five had was, puppets too. Oh, Surely. They did. They all did.
0: One was that That only one person could see it. It was their imaginary thing.
1: Oh yes, Mm. that's right. (gasps) And she's
0: like, cause mischief and pop in and out of boxes. That's why I remember. You
1: are right. Ah, and I've censored it, It, whatever it was. (laughs) Anyway, Mm. too bad. Too sad. This this is that up later. This is frightening. This is Bob. And it's really hard. There's not there's not many photos of Bob mm. um, on the internet, and all of the ones, half of the ones you do find, are blurred. It's like mid-action Bob, where he's yeah. like, Whoa. "Well, because I think like Bob, from if, he held, if he held
0: if you held Bob up to a mirror, he wouldn't you wouldn't see his reflection.
1: <laughs> you know, like he's not. Yeah, he looks like something from a crime scene. He's it's cursed. Quite bad. Yeah. yeah the last one is not scary yeah I'm gonna turn
0: away oh there we go okay yes. it's um a, a very earnest and poorly dressed human man um mm. and a slightly cooked looking but in a fun way um
1: blue owl that's yep. my simple description you just described giggle and hoot giggle and hoot our most uh, modern tale in this episode mm. giggle and hoot ran from 2009 to 2020. So Jimmy Giggle is mm-hmm. the man and Hoot is the owl. There was also, was it Hootette? There was a lady owl that oh. we brought in later <laughs> in the series. Yeah, Hootette or hotel or, you know, mm. the the girl version. Uh, yeah, and it was on the ABC as well. Mm. And Hoot was Jimmy's best friend, which is nice. They look happy together. And Jimmy together. Giggle. Yeah, very wholesome and Jimmy mm. Giggle was played by Jimmy Rees who has now become a, a TikTok sensation because he finished Giggle and Hoot in 2020 and then the pandemic happened mm. and so he, he like finished his job, went into lockdown and was like, well, I have all this spare time and creative energy. I'm going to make skits on the internet and he's actually kind of funny. Like Mm. some of them are a bit naff, but he's the guy that does all of the, um, the guy that comes up for the names of packaging of things, like how to package things guy. I don't have TikTok. Um, Trending on the internet. They trend, boomers love him. They post it on Facebook. Oh, interesting. Oh, so funny. Like my mum posted him. Mm. She's like so funny. Haven't experienced Um, this. But I guess like because. Yeah, that's his thing. Like all the, the babies who've
0: grown up with Giggle and who other people on tiktok for the most part
1: they are because it started in 2009 Mm. so yeah yeah that's where his audience i think he's been quite strategic Mm. good on him yeah and that is my tale for today if we were to go through all of the puppets we would be here for a thousand years but in saying that if you've missed any please send them through Send a photo of a oh. puppet or a weird costume from a TV show, and there, we know that there are other spooky Australian TV shows that aren't puppets that mm. we may dedicate an episode to. But
0: um, yeah, this okay. is this is puppet specific. Um, yes.
1: Yeah. How do you
0: feel? I feel okay. Um, I'm gonna think. I'm just gonna flick back to look at some puppets that I like. <laughs>
1: Okay. Would you rather. I'm just going to gaze at the bananas. I'm going to do one of my youth arts check ins with you. Okay. Would you rather be Bop the cursed ginger Mm -hmm. (laughs) for one hour of a day, every Mm -hmm. day of your life, or EC (laughs) for one hour a day for every day of your life? And you can't pick the hour, you just turn into that puppet at one point.
0: EC, because EC can be anything. EC is your imagination. Bop is the devil.
1: (laughs) And on that note, my sources are (laughs) the World Encyclopedia of Puppetry Arts. Did you write that? No, and <laughs> neither did one of my family members. Uh, and Puppets, Screen Australia, which I have an excellent article on this topic, by the way. Hmm. The ABC, naturally. <laughs> Wikipedia, Pedestrian, and the Bananas in Pyjamas quiz, How Much Do You Know?, which the ABC released a couple of years ago as a celebration of Bananas in Pyjamas. I only got 50% of the quiz correct, which wow. is sad, but that's that okay. Well... It's fine. Maybe you should post. I'll do it again later. (laughs) Post the quiz
0: to our socials.
1: Yeah, I will. I'll share it. Mm, That'll be nice. Sleep well, everyone. (laughs) You can follow us on
0: Instagram or Twitter at Australianorama or chuck us an email at australianorama at gmail.com. And join us next week where I'm going to be telling Maddie all about something that has been hiding in plain sight for most of us. Um, It's fizzy or physical culture strapping it.